This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Today is Wednesday, June the 3rd, and this is Bentley Manning coming to you from the Church of the Incarnation in Highlands, North Carolina. And this is Callan Day. Uh, I work here at the Church of the Incarnation with and for Bentley Manning. At the beginning of our podcast, we often spend a lot of time joking around, uh, having a lot of fun, uh, reflecting on our weeks, Uh, but this week feels a bit different. Yeah, we have been thinking and reflecting and praying um, about the unjust murder of George Floyd last week and the various um, repercussions and protests um, that that has caused around our country. And there is this social media movement going on, um, mostly with... um, white folks on their social media and they are muting themselves. They're sort of saying, we're not, we're not really going to post anything. We're not going to speak for the next week so that we can um, learn and do some reading and do some inner work that we as white folks need to be doing in this time to address our own racism. And um, so Bentley and I thought that we could, you know, mute ourselves, so to speak, on this podcast and center um, black leaders and black poets and black theologians um, whose words we need to hear right now and learn from. I want Jesus to walk with This poem entitled Harlem is written by the poet Langston Hughes, who in the 1950s was certainly maybe a a more household name than Martin Luther King Jr., um, an African-American poet who was born in 1902. He was an activist and a playwright and a columnist, and this is maybe one of his most famous poems. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Heaven hold my hand Still my trembling hand Oh my Lord must have dropped my sword Somewhere in the sinking sand 
Howard Thurman was born November 18, 1899, and was uh, an African-American author, philosopher, theologian, educator, and civil rights leader. Uh, he might be best known for being a spiritual director uh, to Martin Luther King Jr. And I want to read an excerpt from his work entitled A Strange Freedom. It is a strange freedom to be adrift in the world of men without a sense of anchor anywhere. Always there is a need for mooring, the need for the firm grip on something that is rooted and will not give. To be ignored, to be passed over as of no account and of no meaning, is to be made into a faceless thing, not a man. It is a strange freedom to go nameless up and down the streets of other minds where no salutation greets and no sign is given to mark the place one calls one's own. To be made anonymous and to give it to the acquiescence of the heart is to live without life. And for such a one, even death is no dying. To be known, he continues, to be called by one's name is to find one's place and hold it against all the hordes of hell. This is to know one's value for one's self alone. It is to honor and act as one's very own. It is to live a life that is one's very own. It is to bow before an altar that is one's very own. It is to worship a God who is one's very own. This next poem is called A Small Needful Fact, written by Ross Gay, a black poet and professor um, who is currently uh, writing and teaching in our world. And this poem um, speaks about Eric Garner, who died in 2014 at the hands of police brutality. And he was famous for saying the words, I can't breathe. Is that Eric Garner worked for some time for the Parks and Rec Horticultural Department, which means perhaps that with his very large hands, perhaps in all likelihood, he put gently into the earth some plants which most likely, some of them in all likelihood, continue to grow, continue to do what such plants do, like house and feed small and necessary creatures, like being pleasant to touch and smell, like converting sunlight into food, like making it easier for us to breathe. Our next voice needs no introduction. Uh, this is an excerpt from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, which comes from uh, a speech and sermon that he gave entitled Beyond Vietnam in 1967. Now let us begin. Now let us rededicate ourselves to the long and bitter but beautiful struggle for a new world, 
This is the calling of the sons of God, and our brothers wait eagerly for our response. Shall we say the odds are too great? Shall we tell them the struggle is too hard? Will our message be that the forces of American life militate against their rivalist poor men, and we send our deepest regrets? Will there be another message of longing, of hope, of solidarity with their yearnings, of commitment to their cause, whatever the cost, the choice is ours. And though we might prefer the wise, we must choose in crucial moment of history when history comes. If we will only make the right choice, we will be able to transform this pending cosmic elegy into a creative psalm of peace. We will make the right choice. We will be able to transform the jangling discords of our world into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. If we will but make the right choice, we will be able to speed up the day all over America and all over the world when justice will roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. This next poem, called Praise Song for the Day, is written by the poet Elizabeth Alexander. She is a professor um, at Columbia University and taught at Yale for a number of years. She's most well known for um, reciting this poem at the presidential inauguration of Barack Obama. Each day we go about our business, walking past each other, catching each other's eyes or not, about to speak or speaking. All about us is noise. All about us is noise and bramble, thorn and din, each one of our ancestors on our tongues. Someone is stitching up a hem, darning a hole in a uniform, patching a tire, repairing the things in need of repair. Someone is trying to make music somewhere, with a pair of wooden spoons on an oil drum, with cello, boombox, harmonica, voice. A woman and her son wait for the bus. A farmer considers the changing sky. A teacher says, take out your pencils, begin. We encounter each other in words, Words spiny or smooth, whispered or declaimed, words to consider, reconsider. We cross dirt roads and highways that mark the will of someone and then others who said, I need to see what's on the other side. I know there's something better down the road. We need to find a place where we are safe. We walk into that which we cannot yet see. Say it plain, that many have died for this day. Sing the names of the dead who brought us here, who laid the train tracks, raised the bridges, picked the cotton and the lettuce, built brick by brick the glittering edifices they would then keep clean and work inside of. Praise song for struggle. Praise song for the day. Praise song for every hand-lettered sign, the figuring it out at kitchen tables. Some live by love thy neighbor as thyself. 
others by first do no harm, or take no more than you need. What if the mightiest word is love? Love beyond marital, filial, national love that casts a widening pool of light. Love with no need to preempt grievance. In today's sharp sparkle, this winter air, anything can be made, any sentence begun. On the brink, on the brim, on the cusp, praise song for walking forward in that light. Our final voice comes from the Most Reverend Michael Curry. Bishop Curry is the presiding bishop and primate of the Episcopal Church. He was installed as the 27th presiding bishop and primate of the Episcopal Church on November 1st, 2015. The following is an excerpt from a sermon the presiding bishop preached in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017, and it's right in the middle of the sermon where Bishop Curry is probably his most animated. How is it that we will know by this, everyone, everyone will know that you are my disciples, that you love. As he's going to the cross, love. As he's going to be tortured, love. As his closest friends fall, abandon him, love. As Judas is slithering out of the room to betray you. Love. And it is this way of love, not the way of the sweet, soft, and sentimental, not the Valentine's Day card, related but not that. No, no, this way of love, which, well, how did Dietrich Bonhoeffer taught us in his ethics? He said, the love of God, if you want to understand it, it is cruciform. It is shaped like the cross. And, and what that, I think what, what, what Brother Bonhoeffer was getting at, I think he was saying that what you see in Jesus on the cross is not Jesus dying or doing something for himself or his self-interest, but Jesus giving up his life, not for anything he could get out of it, but for the good and the welfare of others. That's what love is. Love seeks the good and the welfare of the other before one's own unenlightened self-interest. And let me tell you something, that kind of love is counterintuitive, it is counter to this world, but it can change this world. But, 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 but I want you to imagine, imagine if everybody who called themselves Christians understood that if you want to follow Jesus, you got to be about the business of love. It doesn't matter how religious you may think you are. It doesn't matter how holy and sanctified, my grandma used to say, doesn't matter how holy and sanctified, how many passages of the Bible, if you do not love, or let, let St. Paul, he said it best on a good day, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong, a clanging symbol. Now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. 
The greatest of these is love. Jesus came to show us that there is another way. And that way can save us all. We would like to end our podcast today with the baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? I will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ and all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will, with God's help. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Empty Pews. Um, We wanted to provide some further resources for education and reflection. So a few books that we would recommend you all um, buying or checking out of your local library are the following. The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, and How to Be Anti-Racist by Abram Kendi. In addition to those books, there are also a handful of podcasts that we would like to recommend uh, you all to you all. Um, Four People with Rob Wright is a podcast produced uh, by Bishop Rob Wright of Atlanta. Another podcast. Uh, to listen to is 1619, and then finally, Code Switch. Uh, And in addition to all of these resources, uh, now is a time, I think, uh, for us to be diligent in prayer, trusting that in prayer, God does transform our hearts. Um, So uh, in addition to all of these resources, please open your Bible and open your prayer books as well. We hope to see you on Sunday morning for coffee hour at 1010 and for the celebration of Trinity Sunday. We love you. We miss you. God's peace.